family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey everybody, welcome to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services, partially brought to you by Sosby's Garage in Loganville, Georgia. Give John a call and let him take care of your vehicles. He'll do a great job. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we are excited to be with you again today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. Each week we plan to feature, as you know, businesses in the Atlanta area, especially those that serve Gwinnett County. And while businesses all have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that and all aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I am very happy to have Linnea Miller. She is with the city of Swanee. She's a council person. She has councilmen, but I'll just go ahead and be politically correct and say council person. All right. <laughs> but uh, she is on the uh, city of Swanee uh, council. And not only that, she's very active and got her finger on the pulse of just about everything going on in Gwinnett County. She's extremely active. Every time you turn around, you're seeing her somewhere, and she's <laughs> going 90 miles an hour like Ricochet Rabbit. Boy, yeah. she's, she's yeah. moving. <laughs> but, um, you know, happy to have you. You know, I usually start off with uh, the one question, and that is, who is Linnea Miller? I mean, how, where'd you come from? How'd you get here? And how'd you get to doing what you're doing? Oh, thanks, Rick. Um, and it's a pleasure to be here. It really is. And um, I actually hail from the wonderful city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's where I was born and raised and um, met my husband. And actually, this Gwinnett Place area, and some folks in Gwinnett have heard my uh, Gwinnett story, but my Gwinnett, this Gwinnett Place area is part of the reason why, in 1998, my young family at the time moved here with our two little kids. We had a two-year-old and a five-month-old, and we were on our way back from Florida, and some friends were building a house um, up at the Hamilton Mill, which was, at the time, the Street of Dreams in 1998. Absolutely. And they said, come out and check our house. It's under construction. And um, back in the day, we didn't realize that going up 85 was a very different um, route than 75 <laughs> to, <laughs> on our way back uh, driving from Florida to Michigan. So we got off. We stopped off at the Gwinnett Place Mall exit to have some lunch. And I think it was the first week of March. And there were daffodils blooming and the red buds and beautiful. birds it was beautiful and we were getting ready to head back home to a couple more months of winter in Michigan and that's we enough said, to get anybody to move that's out. what it is we were like this place is wonderful we saw the beautiful Gwinnett Place Mall at the time and all of the wonderful things about this community and we said we should move here and that's exactly what we did a couple of months later we brought our family here and we looked for homes and kept moving until um, our realtor suggested a place in Swanee, Georgia. 
I'd never heard of Swanee. There really wasn't a lot there in 1998. And but that's where we could afford to live. We couldn't afford um, Alpharetta and Duluth and some of Hamilton these other Hill. communities. Right. And so. <laughs> yeah, totally get that. So, yeah. So we um, found a house in uh, Swanee and we are still in that same home 21 years later and been married to my husband for 25 years. We have four children that are now much older. And um, so, yeah, it's been a wonderful, wonderful um, life that we have created here. And we have really grown up with this community. And I think that that's why I care about it so much. This community helped to raise us and our family. Well, it's an awesome community. I know we moved in our house. We're on the outskirts in the unincorporated, but our address is Swanee. You can uh, always fix that. 32 years ago. Move a little bit. A well, bit I'd rather they moved limits. the city limits out and took me <laughs> in because we've been there for 30-something years. Okay, so. yeah. And my wife, you're not pulling her up. Our kids our kids and grandkids are right around the corner. Yes, so, yes, you know, I hear you. I, can't, I hear I'll you. never get out of that house. I hear you. Um, you know, you've been so active, and there's so much stuff going on in our county. We, we can talk about anything that you want to talk about. But I know that you're on the city council. And I know the city of Swanee is one of the first suburban communities to really embrace the idea of creating public spaces. Sure. Of course, we have town center that everybody's just, it's an awesome, awesome place. You know, what did, you know, where did all this start in Swanee? What, what got it kicked off? How did yeah. it get going? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, it really did begin with creating parks and green spaces. And we like to joke and say that it all began with a bond referendum. So in 2001, you know, again, I my family had been here for a few years at the time. Um, but the city of Suwannee had conducted an open space and recreation needs assessment. And the citizens of Suwannee later that year turned out in record numbers to vote in favor of a multi-million dollar bond referendum that allowed the city to purchase land specifically for the purposes of being able to expand our green spaces and really to create a place. I think that at the time, you know, the suburbs didn't really have a lot of identity. You know, they were just extensions of Atlanta exactly. or of another area. So it we it the community came out strongly and said, we want to have an identity and we want to have a place. And so at the time, the city of Swanee had about nine acres of dedicated green space. The city, because of this bond referendum, was able to purchase 370 acres. And that is what we have now in the city of Swanee. We have 10 square miles, and in that 10 square miles, in addition to the 370 acres of city-owned dedicated open space and green space, Gwinnett County actually has George Pierce Park, which is in the city limits as well, which contributes, a I think, about the same amount. So we are close to 800 acres of open space, dedicated green space in the city of Swanee. And I'm just really proud of that because it really is the envy of most any community in the U.S. to have well, that much dedicated Anytime green you space. talk about um, some of our other local cities that are doing the same thing, yeah. it's just that. They talk about, we want something that looks like comparable or we want to do better than what Swanee has done. Yes. It's, it's the thing that's just sitting out there that everybody wants to be like. I know for a, for a city that as small as Swanee is, when you really look at the total art, uh, area of it, to have that much green space that's dedicated specifically in the in within the limits, uh, it's really a lot bigger when you put it in perspective than it sounds. Sure, and it, it sounds pretty big. It really is, and I think that the reason why that that is incredibly important is because we do want places where people can gather together, where people can feel like they belong. 
I'm a big believer in connecting people to people and people to their place. And I think that when you're creating physical spaces, public spaces that are accessible, that can be programmed in ways that um, help people feel like they they belong there, that mm-hmm. they that they have a part to play in the development, in the welfare of their community, they make memories and they create a home, just like I was talking about with my family and I'm sure your family Absolutely. as well being in the community. It, it becomes, it's where your Christmas photos are taken and <laughs> it's where you, know, you do volunteer projects and you may be in the parade one year and all of these things accumulate and really become uh, the story of your life. So that's what's so great about what all the cities are doing. They're doing such a great job at leveraging their own unique uh, characteristics and qualities and building on that and building around the identity and really making their communities proud, I think. Well, Swanee has done uh, just a fantastic job of doing that. It, it, we talked earlier before we went on the air about communication. And it's the ability to the, for the city to communicate to their residents that they're home and for the residents to be able to communicate with the city. And then you get into a place, for instance, like uh, the town center, mm-hmm. where they have some big activity going on, a, par- uh, a, a, a fair or a play or a movie or whatever's going on, and people come around, they begin to communicate, and it becomes a neighborhood, yes. whereas it's not just Swanee or That's it's not right. just Norcross. It's not just Duluth. It's mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. And that makes so much of a difference. Definitely does. And, you know, our town center really is the physical and symbolic heart of the Swanee community. Draws over 200,000 visitors. Um, we have over 40 events every year. And so it's there's terrific. always something going on there. And it, and and that's really um, was the place where we started as far as that placemaking aspect of it and we had to look at what are the what are the tools in the toolbox to be able to help facilitate and create that space and in Swanee um, public art actually emerged as a big part of answering that question. Well and that brings us up to my next question is how did that evolve into Swanee's public art initiative. Sure, sure. Well, you know, legend has it that former Mayor Nick Messino said that all great cities have public art. And at the time when he was the mayor, he actually wanted the community to explore the idea of what does public art look like Mm -hmm. um, in this community? Does it have a place? And so an ad hoc committee was created in 2007 to actually explore that question and I was actually a part of that ad hoc committee and your interest in arts it's no surprise (laughs) yes yes and and really that was the gateway for um, my participation in in my community in a broader way than than all of the things that we had been participating before of course with my children and in going to the parks and and being in the parades and the events and, and all that we did. We even did a lot of volunteer things in the community with my children when they were young. But this was the first formal way that I was actually asked to par- participate. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea where it would lead me, but I'm so grateful. So Well, I know that it also in 2011, the commission launched a, a, launched a sculpt tour. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the Sculpt Tour was an in- initiative that came out of that that committee actually turned into the Public Arts Commission, which was a- appointed mm-hmm. by the council. And that was for the purpose of promoting public arts 
um, as a means of enhancing residents' quality of life, as well as creating colorful, unique sense of identity, like we were talking about earlier. So I served on the Public Art Commission as well, and I chaired that for several years. And in the early days, the commission's efforts began with implementing a public art policy, where we encouraged developers to voluntarily use 1% of their development costs to incorporate public art into the community. So we, we decided to use a carrot versus a stick approach, meaning that it was a voluntary contribution. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that we required of the developers was that they would meet with the Public Art Commission to be able to, um, you know, to as their process of getting their permits signed hear off. Hear the presentation. And Just hear the presentation because our appeal was: you want to be in this community for a reason. We we want you to be more than just um, to a to building. build a building or even a business. We want you to be a stakeholder. We want you to be a partner. So as part of that, the city of Swanee knew we need to put our money where our mouth is per se. And we at the time were building our city hall. Mm -hmm. And so we actually took 1% of our development cost and did the city's first public art project in the new City Hall building. And you could see it. It's in the, in the lobby if you were to go into City Hall I've, today. I've seen it. It is awesome. Isn't it stunning? Yes. There was an artist. Um, her name is Corinne Rolstad, and she's based out of Seattle. And she came and spent a lot of time here in the city. And that was just a blast, working through that process with her and being a part of that. And then when we built our police substation, mm -hmm. um, public art was a, a part of that at the 1% level and the same thing we're now doing working on a court expansion project and public art will also be incorporated into that so we want to make sure that we're leading by example and um, is that where that interesting little statue came out in front of it yes yes absolutely <laughs> it is it is so and then the sculpt tour so the sculpt tour was the way that the city could start programming art so we had decided early or pretty early on that we weren't going to use um, taxpayer money to pay for pay for art that we thought that again we wanted to invite the stakeholders in the community, whether it was the businesses, whether it was new development, whether it was the community itself, mm -hmm. um, private donations. We just want to invite stuff. everyone to be a part of it. So um, what we did is we started with something. We actually, our, our, our favorite type of R&D is actually rip off and duplicate. Mm -hmm. So our council <laughs> made a trip to Columbus, Georgia at the time. And, and again, this was back in 2010, 2011. And we saw that they were doing a program that was what, very similar to what is now our sculpt tour program. And that's where they basically um, would pay, we would put out an RFP proposal to artists and they would send in submissions and we would pay them for art on loan. So they would get a stipend to be able to loan us their art for a period of 22 months. So the sculpture program, yeah, it was fantastic because it allowed us to be able to, to, um, to start implementing for the community to start seeing what art looked like on mm -hmm. a temporary basis. And then and it we, gives you that it doesn't get stale. It, it changes. It's always changes mm -hmm. it, and it's dynamic. And I remember even in the first few years, sometimes we would have certain citizens are like, well, I don't like that one, that one sculpture or that's not my style. And we said, that's okay. You'll because stick it'll, around. It'll change. It'll change. <laughs> it's like it'll the weather. Change, and you, you <laughs> might like one and, and, and maybe not another, but um, it'll change. And, so it started getting art into the public realm, mm -hmm. which is where we wanted to see it happen. And it, it was a way for artists to actually have their works on display. And and it was in the time when the Great Recession hit, actually. So a lot of development had really 
almost come to a halt. And there wasn't any spending on art and stuff like there that. There was back not then. spending on art. Everything cut into the bone. That's right. And and yet that is when our sculpture program just started growing. And I feel like it became almost more important than ever because people were very concerned about what was going to happen to our communities. And yet we could rally around something that was very positive mm-hmm. and it, we just we realized that it really started to become part of how people associated their uh, connection and their identity with their community. Well, how does this uh, all fold into the Swanee 2020 vision plan? Yeah, so the Swanee 2020 vision plan was actually, so here we are on the door of 2020, exactly. right? Exactly. And a, co- a couple of days, I think I heard 45 days or something. It's 49 days. I, I try today. to put all that on my head. <laughs> so that plan was actually adopted in 2012. And so we just finished adopting actually our 2040 plan earlier this year. So in 2020, though, as we engaged the community, the community really said public art needs to be a part of our identity and we need to formalize that we need to continue to grow that because our community is very proud of it and this was from the citizen feedback so um, then we took it to the next level and the city adopted a public art master plan and that was in 2015 mm-hmm. and that master plan helped us to kind of formalize that pro- that process and that identity as well as building on the momentum it helped us to actually have some plans um, covering everything from maintenance to where do we go from here well we've already talked about how the um, arts paid for mm-hmm. and that i think that is just an awesome approach to it and you know i know the sculpture costs approximately fifty thousand dollars and it's awesome that you're able to, to to cover all that through not necessarily just throwing tax money in there that's I right mean, it, it's great that way it, right. people get the benefit but they don't necessarily all have to pay with feel like they've been just sure. I don't like it but I had sure. to pay for it sure now we do spend city money on staff time sure. and some hard costs when we have to make sure things are safe um, with our sculptures we may need to you know fix a base or you know uh, that, that that the sculpture sitting on or things things of that nature well don't forget if you ever need security around there you don't have to pay those high, <laughs> high police off time that's payroll right. costs you have paradigm right. security that can help you that's it security is important Yes, it is. It's very important because, you know, with today's society, you never know what's going to happen or what you have to do. So you always have to be careful and at least make sure that everything is covered and everything's safe. That's right. And that's what we and do. And those are some of the things that are addressed in our public art master plan as well, is is how do we address the security, the safety, both for the public as well as for the art itself. So. Well, y'all just need to contact Paradigm Security Services <laughs> <laughs> at one 800 I'll let our kidding. staff know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, um, yeah and I, I know we did the Rembrandt uh, that they had at the Hudgens a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, my major, that was her first assignment when she came on. She was there. She, she did the security at the Rembrandt. Oh, yeah. the Hudgens yeah. Art Center is just such a gem for Gwinnett County. Well, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, it may not be in Swanee. Right. But it is one of those things that helps to promote uh, what you do helps to promote Hudgens and what Hudgens Absolutely. does helps to promote what you're doing. Absolutely. So it is, it's a great time. Yeah, and, and that's intentional. I mean, we really do um, 
whether it is another city, whether it's organizations like the Hudgens Center for the Arts or the Aurora Theater, we actually informally support each other. Absolutely. But sometimes we formally support each other as well. So, um, you know, we, we had the Aurora Theater came out and did a production in the, in the city of Swanee yep. in our park. And, and, you know, so again, that's very symbiotic, all these relationships. And Artworks Gwinnett is another part of, of Well, that. one of the best things about artwork is that it is a grassroots it is part of the soul sure and it is part of you and when you're looking at it and you get everybody involved it's something that even if you don't maybe like the production you love to watch the people do it that's right it's amazing what people can do and then the art works the same way you know i'd love to paint this or that and but somebody can. Somebody can do it. it. It's motivated a lot of people to take it on and learn to do stuff that's different. And it just gives you, that again, that homey feel. Yeah, definitely. Well, how has the public art transformed this one in the community? Man, um, you know, we really... Where do you start? Yeah, where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? I mean, again, if you kind of going back to that question that um, Nick Messino said many years ago, which is that great cities are great they're inextricably linked to mm. their art cities like new orleans with their jazz and exactly. chicago with the bean and these these are great places i just got back from europe i was celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary with my husband happy and anniversary thank you and there is art everywhere and it's part of the fabric and so i think that that is what we have started to grow and to develop in in the city of swanee and you know i just think that public art that in the public realm for the whole of the community is an integral part of our overall strategy. It is the, the one of the best ways to help people um, feel like they have a common language to speak uh, because you can, it doesn't matter what your background is, it doesn't matter what where you come from culturally or where you grew up or what age you are, whether you're a senior or a child, you can stand around an an art experience or participate in an art experience and you can feel connected around that. Well, every child loves to play with the coloring book and the colors and draw and, you know, some of them go on to be artists, some of them go on to be something else, but there's a little artist in every one of us. I agree. I, I actually think that, that that creativity is is core to oh, who absolutely. we are as people. We just all express it differently. It's part of the part of what makes us different. Yes, yeah. we can express it like that. We don't go out go out and scrape the ground. We can go out and actually draw something. That's right. That's right. Some can draw better than others, and I am um, not one of the ones that <laughs> you would want to. I love see my I love drawing. I love drawing. I've been drawing since I was a kid. Really. I've done a few paintings, but. Not anything recent. Haven't yeah. got time. Haven't had time. Well, you're gonna have to get back to it. Yeah, I would love to. If I yeah. ever, if I ever find an opportunity to retire, yeah, I'd like to go back to painting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then that all comes back to security, right? Yep. So the more, the better you can do there, then you can yep. get back to your painting. That's right. The, the, the <laughs> more, the more people like Swanee, uh, business, uh, communities like Swanee, and people like you that call Paradigm Security, we build our business. Somebody comes <laughs> in, pays me multi-million dollars for it. And then I'll go retire. Then you can go retire. And you know what? You can join the North Gwinnett Arts Association. They've Absolutely. They're a great collaborative of artists <laughs> right in the city. Absolutely. And I can put just, you to work. I'll just go out and go out to pasture and do nothing but paint art. <laughs> it, sounds like a, it sounds like heaven. Um, I guess as a resident and a city councilwoman, you know, why are you so interested in public art? I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, yeah, that's nice, but you really have a passion for it. 
Mm-hmm. And it is so much, it so shows so much. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it's great because I think I said this earlier, but my my mission is really to connect people to people and people to their place. And there are so many different ways that we can do that. There's so many different tools in the toolbox, right? So public art is just one of those tools. And um, I, it, it, it's the tool that really got me truly to where I am today. It's the thing that made me fall in love with my community. Um, You know, there's an author, his name is Peter Kageyama, and he wrote a book called For the Love of Cities. And he has this quote that I love. It says, as cities begin to think of themselves as being engaged in a relationship with their citizens, and citizens begin to consider their emotional connections with their places, we open up new possibilities. To me, public art unlocks those possibilities. Mm-hmm. It is a critical tool in that toolkit of building and fostering a better connected relationship between citizens and their city. It has the power to create beauty and induce moments of joy, and it even causes people to fall in love with their city. And that's what happened to me. So from the very early days of this ad hoc committee that I was involved with, and then the Public Art Commission, and then running for office, and now in my sixth year, um, as a councilwoman for the city of Suwannee, I, I truly have fallen in love with this community, and public art set the stage for that. So that's why you hear the passion because it really um, led me to where I am today. Well, let's see. Did you just have an election this time? I did not. I was thinking that you I weren't. I did not. I have two, in two more years. Two more years. Yes. Well, you know, there's you're you're so involved in the public and so involved in doing things. You know, I guess the next question would be, what is next? And not just with the city, but with with Linnea. Uh, you looking at, are you going to run for anything else as it moves along? Or are you looking at, and I know this one you're not prepared for because you didn't <laughs> know this was coming. You're tricky. <laughs> yeah, but I just thought I'd just see if you were, you know, that thought was ever in your uh, mind about maybe running for something else with our county. You know, I will tell you that it is been one of the greatest honors of my life that that the public has chosen to trust me to be a part you're of so damn like the team <laughs> well listen <laughs> we have the best team I mean w- whether it's it's my colleagues that are on the council with me our mayor um, he is a great friend and mentor and loves this community our staff absolutely we have the best staff and if any other cities are listening you are not allowed to have any of them because they are the best <laughs> um, and, and our community so it it truly is an honor Every single day, I take it very seriously. I try to do my best to make the community proud. And I try to, just like the, our whole team does, we try to keep the community's best interest at heart. And I have no plans to run anywhere else for anything else because I truly love what I'm doing and I truly love um, love the community. Now, I do love Gwinnett County. And I love this region. I mean, I've been so fortunate to be able to forge partnerships and great relationships with people all over. I mean, um, I had the privilege of being able to participate in Regional Leadership Institute, which is a which is a um, group uh, through the Atlanta Regional Commission where they bring leaders from all over Metro Atlanta together. I am very involved with Leadership Gwinnett. It is just, I call them my 
you know, my Gwinnett family. family. They yep. are. They are. And, you know, I know class of 2016, best class ever. You and Four, I can fight about that. 2014. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so uh, Leadership Gwinnett is just an incredible organization that we are so grateful to have in this community. And so whether we're doing things through those great organizations or we're tackling difficult issues in our community, I think it's important for us to show up and participate and engage and be able to model for um, folks what it looks like to be able to come together and try to solve problems together. So, you know, currently um, I have been asked to serve on a committee that we're talking about transit and what does that look like? As we know, we had a referendum that failed uh, last year, earlier this year, and um, so, you know, where do we go from here? We don't abdicate our responsibility to figure out how to solve problems for people. So we got to And it is a problem. Yeah. It is a problem. We have to do something, and but we don't want to do the wrong thing. And, and it's like I told you before we ever came on, that, you know, I have gone from a very big opponent, having worked with the city of Atlanta for 25 years and seeing a lot of the background with it, Marta, as they were coming up to a proponent of, mm. of something happening, and I have no problem with it being connected with Marta now. Mm. Uh, just, uh, I've seen the change, I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, and I've seen sure. the ugly. Sure. Right now, the change is good. Yeah. And um, I think it's something that can really benefit us if we don't do something that's gonna hurt us. Sure, well I know there are some, you know, some good folks that are working really hard to try to tackle these issues, yep. both, both at MARTA, um, in the county, and and beyond i mean again these are topics that have regional impact on all of us and mobility is important to all of us going back to the connection piece for me i mean this is we're talking physical connections here mm -hmm. and how do we build have the right kind of infrastructure that addresses the realities of where we are today and where we're going and the reality is we live in a county with a million people we're growing and to it's one, going to be bigger that's right in the next 20 years we're looking at being at 1.4 million people again part of a metro region that is growing to we're at 5 million and we're growing beyond that well beyond that so we have to address those realities we also have an aging population I mean it's kind of sobering when you think about sobering only because I realize I'm going to be part of that in the next th <laughs> in the next 30 years <laughs> um, in the next 30 years uh, almost 20 percent of our community are going to be age 70 and older so yeah. that's going to impact a lot of For things. some of it it's going to be a lot quicker than that <laughs> yeah. so we have to again we have to think of the implications I'm all about just like what what how do we um, address what is the realities around us, and how do we begin starting to solve problems? Not championing our own um, personal interests, but how do we work together with people? I mean, it is very um, appropriate, frankly, for people of goodwill to have disparate ideas on how to solve complex problems. If they if they were easy, they would be solved by now. Oh, absolutely. But they're not easy, which is why it takes a lot of people coming together. And so we've got to learn how to have conversation again. I think that's what this committee is trying you to do. You need to open your mind. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of closed minds. That's and right. It's, and it uh, has a tendency to be the older people that have been here forever and ever. Sure. And I've been here for a long time. And, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm not real fond of change a lot of times. Mm -hmm. But you also have to back up and look at the reality of it. And I love my county, mm -hmm. but Gwinnett is a regional partner. It's not just a, it's not just all about Gwinnett. We have to expand and look at how do we work with others 
you know, how do we all play in the sandbox? That's right. You know, we, you know, we got to do it. Right. So it's a matter of keeping an open mind and seeing, you know, don't let perception be your reality. Uh, yeah. Let your reality, you know, kind of open up a little bit and see what's really right. there. And and lean in at 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 the very least, I believe we can lean in with some curiosity when people do have different ideas mm-hmm. and we may not need to agree with them but i think that we can we can start by being curious and being respectful and so that 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 will cover a whole lot be even beyond what whether the topic is transit or anything else that that will go a long way to solve problems Mm -hmm. i think in this world and just appreciating the contribution that people are are trying to bring we really do all want to be a small part of something greater than us and um, a part of something that is good and I think that when when we really approach people and 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 try to bring that contribution out from them, that they can come alive. I know that with me, when I was asked again to back to serve on that ad hoc committee so many years ago, I I never would have imagined that I'd have the opportunities that I have today. But somebody saw something in me. They asked me to bring a tiny little contribution, and here I am today trying to make you know, a tiny little contribution. contributions um, <laughs> as part of a greater whole. And so I think that we need to also start asking people around us to to just jump in. Will you participate? And maybe that's what we can do on this show today, Rick, is whoever's listening, we can say, here's an invitation. It is your invitation to participate in whatever makes you come alive, whether it's public art, whether you're interested in transit, whether you're interested in, you know, um, any any number of things that we are trying to tackle as a community. Just participate. Get involved. Do something. Do something. And do it in a way that's constructive. That's right. And, 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 you know, don't just hide behind your keyboard and, and complain or spread rumors on certain platforms. You know, just really show up and get to know your neighbors and solve problems with them and you will make a lot of friends and well like we said before communication is the key that's right and everybody needs to learn to communicate a little bit with each other if not a lot with each other Mm. and kind of like I say open up your mind and just be willing to say I really want I love my county I want what's best for my county But what is really best for my county? Let's take an honest look at it. Sure, sure. And you talk about, you know, um, of course, you know, paradigm security has been your 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 passion because you care about that, and your business is a part of the greater whole, solving problems in the community. And Absolutely. You, you talk about communication, and then that's what my business. I have um, a consulting firm called Long Table. And we are doing actually an event on Friday, November 22nd, uh, called Long Table Leadership Forum. And you can check my Facebook page out for information on that. But that is going to be an event where we do bring people together. We tackle communication. We help people learn what it looks like to grow our own leadership, how other people experience us, and how do we actually um, bring a contribution out of other people, help facilitate that in a way that liberates those people and brings the best out of them so that we can solve problems together for our businesses and beyond. So. Well, I tell you, I could talk with you for another hour. Uh, there's so much more that we could talk about, but we're coming to the end here. Let me ask you this. If somebody wants to get in touch with you um, for the arts or through for Swanee or for Longtable, that, mm-hmm. I think that uh, your Facebook page is important. Because I think people really need to take a look at that and see how sure. can they how can they get involved. Sure. So it's it's 
kind of funny because I actually have three Facebook pages. I have one for Long Table. I have my personal one, and I have one for the city of Suwannee. So, yep, Facebook, you're going to find me for sure. Um, you can also find me at Linnea at longtableconsulting.com. You can find me on Instagram um, mm-hmm. under Miller Team. You can find me on the city of Suwannee's website, and that's a great resource if you want to find out about public art and what's next. And we've got some really great things that we are getting ready to do. We're, we're, we're continuing the public art movement as, as I'll, I'll coin that right now, the public art movement. And I don't want to go into a lot of it because I know that next you're going to have my friend Sheila Crumrine come on and tell you oh, about um, a big initiative that we have coming up, coming up with that. So well, that, And that's going to be an interesting show too this next yeah. week, folks. Uh, yeah. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been great. There's so much going on. And of course, with all the little teasers that you just yeah. put out, you know, the journey continues. We could do a show on each one, huh? Each, oh, absolutely. Each topic. <laughs> that, that could not, that would not be a problem. <laughs> and I just want to put a little quick plug in here for my sponsor, who is uh, Sosby's Garage. Uh, we service all makes and models, foreign and domestic. And some of their services include air conditioning systems, brakes, alternators, engines, and alignments, and about anything thing else that you can think of. And the best part about it is it's nice to find an honest person. So go check Amen. out go <laughs> check out Sosby's Garage at 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville, Georgia, 678-825-2127. And tell Big John that Rick said come, come by and see you. So, again, I want to thank you, Linnea, for being on. And uh, thank you for all of this, to all of you for joining me on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at 1130 in the morning, or you can listen to our show anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on Gwinnett Studio, and then kick, kick, click on Case in Point. I'll get that out in a minute. Join us next week at 1130 when we will talk uh, to business leaders about their businesses, especially about the uh, arts programs that are going on here in our county. And thanks again to my guest, my mouth is not working right today. <laughs> Thank you. But uh, And for our producer, Mike, and I am Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets. 